T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for coming down. Uh, Before we begin, we just want to remind everyone to put their cell phones on silent. Um, Terry Pagula is going to give a few statements, followed by uh, Jason Bottrell. Following that, we'll have a brief Q&A session. Ian and Chris will have the uh, microphones. So when you ask your questions, please state your name and affiliation so the guys know who you are. Uh, Without further ado, Sabres owner Terry Pagula. As you're all aware, this morning at 10 a.m. we announced that our search for uh, the new GM of the Buffalo Sabres has concluded with the selection of Jason Bottrell to lead us into the future. Jason is a knowledgeable hockey veteran who has been involved in the game playing, evaluating, drafting, developing, and also managing and molding players into a team and an organization. In his personal life, he's won three World Junior Gold Medals, 94, 95, and 96. He's a first round pick in the NHL draft, NCAA champion at Michigan, 1996, economics degree, Calder Cup champion, 2001, Started with Dallas in 2006, Director of Hockey Administration for Pittsburgh in 2007, Assistant GM in 2009, Associate GM in 2014. So he's been around some winning organizations and has been a winner himself. As a matter of fact, he comes from a family of winners, as demonstrated uh, by accomplishments of his sister in the Olympics. So without further ado, uh, let me introduce to you uh, our new GM, Jason Potterill. Thank you very much. It's truly an honor to be here today. Uh, I would just like to uh, start off with some thank yous. Uh, I'd like to begin with a thank you to uh, Terry and Kim Pagula for this opportunity. I'd also like to thank the entire Sabres organization for such a warm welcome today. Thank you very much. At this time, I'd also like to thank uh, Ron, Ron Burkle and Mario Lemieux with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I've had an amazing 10 years with them. They are nothing but a first-class organization. They are the reason why the Penguins are competitive year in and year out. Most importantly, I'd like to thank my wife, Andrea, and our kids for their sacrifice and, uh, and support over the last few years. I also believe that we are as good as our mentors. And I was very fortunate to have three great mentors at my time at the Penguins. From day one of joining the organization, they brought me into every aspect of the hockey business and allowed me to be prepared for, to take on this role here today. So I'd like to thank Chuck Fletcher, Ray Shiro, and Jim Rutherford. 
Today is truly a dream come true for myself. I am truly honored to be the eighth general manager of the, this, of the Buffalo Sabres and this proud organization. I'm excited about leading this organization to the next level. One of the main reasons why I accepted this role and wanted to take on this job was because I truly understand from my time as a player here in Western New York, both in Rochester and Buffalo, how passionate and loyal the fans in this region are towards the game of hockey. I know that they deserve success, and my job will to try to bring an organization that provides that to them. During my time in the organization here, I, I've learned the importance of what the logo means to our fans. And from my standpoint, my job will make sure that every player, every staff member understands the significance of wearing the Sabres logo and wearing the Rochester Americans logo. I'm committed to building an organization the right way, with hard work, commitment to each other on and off the ice. Structure will be very important to us. I believe success comes from structure. We want to build two teams, one in Buffalo, one in Rochester, that are highly competitive year in, year out. For myself, from a personal standpoint, I feel I'm ready for this position from the steps that I've taken during my process. From going from a pro player and in my career in Rochester to becoming a student, earning my MBA at the University of Michigan, to having the opportunity to intern at the National Hockey League level uh, at Central Registry. From there, I learned how firsthand how the NHL is run and how teams actually work. After my time at the, with my internship with the National Hockey League, I was fortunate enough to work with the Dallas Stars, learning under Doug Armstrong, Les Jackson, and get a real good feel for what exactly involved a strong scouting staff at the amateur level. And then that led me to my opportunity in 10 years with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And from day one, I was able to handle everything and be a part of everything within the organization. And that's what I enjoyed. For 10 years, I enjoyed coming to the rink, trying to improve our team. Whether it was talking to agents, talking to scouts, working as a GM in Wilkes-Barre, I truly enjoyed my job. I'm looking forward to building a hockey operations department here that challenges me and creates a collaborative environment that will make the best decisions for our organization. I clearly understand there's work to be done, but I'm excited about getting to the job done and excited to work for these great owners, our loyal staff, and our great fans. Thank you very much. Okay, we'll now begin with the questions. Um, Jason, uh, congratulations. John Worrell with the Associated Press. Um, coming to Buffalo, what's it like to be coming back here knowing where this franchise was, partly in bankruptcy, you know, during your, your time here, mm -hmm. and knowing where, you know, this team is right now? Well, obviously, when I was here, yeah, certainly it was some of the more difficult times, but I also, it's one of the things that even before I took this job, what I've always been proud about is what we accomplished in Rochester. You look at the players that were my teammates. My first uh, roommate in training camp here in, in, in Buffalo was Ryan Miller. Uh, you look at the teams that we had in Rochester, Derek Roy, Thomas Vanek, Paul Gosted, Jason Palmerville. It was something that I was very proud of that all those players moved up to the National Hockey League. Obviously, 
you're always looking for yourself to make the jump to the National Hockey League on a permanent basis. But it's something that I took away um, reflecting back on my career and how proud I was that so many people came from those teams and, and had success both in Buffalo and in the rest of the National Hockey League. And that's something that we'll have to, we'll have to really work at here. Um, I think there's a lot of great young pieces here. It's why I'm excited about taking on this opportunity and this challenge here. Um, but development will be a big part of it. Uh, and it's not just our young prospects or the players that we'll select uh, in June here. It's our young players at the National Hockey League level continuing in their development as players. Um, and uh, I think one of the successes from the organization I've come from is the relationship between Wilkes-Barre and Pittsburgh. And we want to re strengthen, re -strengthen the, the relationship with, with Rochester and Buffalo. Because for us, developing a, an organization that's going to be year in, year out successful in the National Hockey League, you have to have that development and that in place. Paul Hamilton, WGR, congratulations again. Thank um, you very much. As you look at the team on the ice, the structure of the team on the ice, what do you believe in? Do you like a fast skating club? Do you build from the goaltender out? What do you believe in with your vision and what you want to see from the team that you're associated with on the ice? Yep. Well, what excites me about, you look at the group right now, a couple parts to that question. What I like about the group right now is this is a league that thrives on centermen. And the fortunate thing here is we have a couple of amazing high-end centermen. Um, I also like the fact that we have some young defensemen uh, that can handle some big minutes out there. Um, the type of team that I would like to create here, uh, and it will be in conjunction with the head coach that we bring in, is a team that plays a high tempo. Um, but I think a lot of times people think high tempo, dump and chase. No, it's a high tempo puck possession game. I think the, um, you know, we've tried to, whether it's in Pittsburgh or whether it's in Wilkes-Barre where you have less skill, you can still play a high percentage, high intensity game. Um, but I think some of the success uh, in Pittsburgh is from a standpoint of simplicity, of north-south game. Um, but uh, if you're asking me exactly what we're doing, up-tempo, puck possession, uh, north-south game. Bill Hoppe, Times-Herald. Uh, you, of course, have to hire a coach. What is your timeline for that, and what kind of candidate are you looking for? Are you looking for a proven coach, an assistant? Uh, just what are you looking for? Yep. I'm not going to put any uh, limits on what the experience standpoint's at. Um, I look forward to talking to a lot of people. I think there's some great candidates out there. Uh, the thing is that I look at and with so many young players in our organization, uh, a developer, an educator is going to be very important. Uh, a communicator. And, uh, I think uh, in today's world, uh, in today's game, they have to have that strong communication with the players. And finally, I think there's a, that they need to have that presence in the locker room, um, making sure that um, the players understand uh, the head coach is in control and certainly leading the charge. And it's not only just the head coach. Um, uh, I think just like leadership is nowadays, the days of uh, Mark Messier carrying the entire team, is no longer the case. It's going to be important to select a good person as the head coach and then make sure that the entire staff is rounded out in the proper manner to, to offset some of the coach's weaknesses. From a time frame standpoint, um, you know, we have things, other things to do right away in regards to uh, amateur scouting and pro meetings next week. Um, but we'll certainly, I'll certainly begin those discussions with different coaches, candidates. Uh, but I certainly would like to have something in place by the draft.
Mike. Mike Harrington, Buffalo News. Uh, Jason, when Tim Murray had this job, essentially he had a blank canvas. They were in a rebuild. Mm -hmm. They tore down. They started the build back up. You come in at a different time for the organization. Um, how do you work now in the, basically the middle of a rebuild, and how much does your experience in Pittsburgh working the cap around Sid, around Malkin, around Fleury play into what you have to do here with this club given its current cap situation? Well, I think you look at the cap situation, we have to utilize that to our advantage and, and over the next couple of weeks here, uh, leading up to the expansion draft and even this year. Um, but certainly from a cap standpoint, uh, you look at a couple of the young players that we have uh, a year from now, uh, we will be facing a little bit of a cap crunch. And I think that's an area of strength for me uh, and just find a way to, to contribute to him. You look, it's great having players such as Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. But yeah, they certainly have eat up a lot of your cap space. So it's imperative that you have these younger players coming through your organization. And uh, that's where, you know, we have young players, and it's, imp it's imperative now that we develop them. Uh, whether they're in junior, whether they're in the Rochester, whether they're in the National Hockey League, they have to take the next step in their development. Jason Adam, Benini, WGRZ, Buffalo, yep. congratulations again. Um, along the lines of what you just said, there's a lot of young talent in this organization. Mm -hmm. As you see it, and to the extent you've studied it so far, how close is this team to being a, a true contender in the National Hockey League? Well, I will take... Uh, my first part is I've studied it a little bit, but you have to do re re realize I was in a Game 7 last night watching it. My focus was in Pittsburgh, now moving in here to Buffalo. But it is something that we'll go after. I think from the outside... Um, our goal next year will certainly be to be competitive. We have to be competitive. We have to be challenging, uh, for, you know, show improvement over this year. And that should be the case. With all these young players, each year there should be a, a development situation there. Um, the bottom line, though, is difficult. We will be better. But at the same token, I have a lot of respect for this league. And there are some teams that didn't make the playoffs this year. Um, that will be better next year. And it will just be com a more competitive environment in that regards. Um, it's the same thing with what the long-term goal needs to be. You can't predict, in my mind, oh, in three years or four years or five years, that's when we're going to be going for the Stanley Cup. In this, in this league um, of injuries and uh, you know, different things that come up, uh, it's just difficult to predict from that standpoint. I came from an environment in Pittsburgh where, there's, you know, yes, there's, we've had success the last couple of years, but for numerous years, we didn't achieve those results or we had injuries. So to me, the, the goal of the organization needs to be year in, year out, competing uh, at a high level, and at one of those years, you break through. Yeah, hi, Jason. Uh, Leo Roth, a Rochester Democrat and Chronicle. Yep. Um, it, it was interesting to hear you say about, you know, you have to build uh, two teams, not just one. Um, the model worked when you were in Rochester. Mm -hmm. It hasn't worked, though. The AHL has changed as well, the model. How did you make it work in Wilkes-Barre? What is the secret to winning at both levels? Well, I think a lot of people always try to figure out, is it development? Is it scouting? Um, is it the American Hockey League? What is it? And the bottom line is if anything falls apart in that line, it just doesn't work. It needs to be an entire group effort. Um, we have the draft picks here starting you know, in June. We've had them here, and uh, we'll, we, the good thing about the situation is there's a lot of draft picks at our disposal moving forward here. Getting those people into our system. Then with our development staff, working with these players in junior and college. Then bringing them to the American Hockey League and going from there. Um, 
our success story or what our model has been in Wilkes-Barre, what we'll try to implement in Rochester, um, is obviously having strong coaching, coaching staff that's very tied to what goes on at the National Hockey League level. Um, we'll be having veteran leadership there. We want to make sure there's opportunities for our young players, but they also have to compete for jobs. They're going to be competing for jobs at the National Hockey League level, so they better go through the experience of competing for jobs at the American Hockey League level. It's also a scenario where we're making sure that there's opportunity for those players to get up to the National Hockey League, but in the right setting. If they're not ready in September or October, we have to have sort of more NHL depth players ready to take on those roles. Um, a classic example is a player like Jake Gensel. He wasn't ready to play in the National Hockey League in October, but in December or January, he certainly was, and now you see the success that he's having there. That's what we'll certainly open to do. And finally, it has to be the priority of management and, and the development group to be, get down to Rochester and be around and work with our players and working with uh, our coaches down there. Um, I would say um, we had a bigger staff in Pittsburgh. Uh, I was fortunate to work with people such as Tom Fitzgerald, Bill Guerin, Mark Recchi, and myself. And I think the last time we looked at it over a three-year period, we, at least one of us was down there for 95% of the games. Players realize that. Players notice when management is around and making that a priority. And uh, I think it just gives them a little bit of more incentive to get up to the National Hockey League. Okay. I'm sorry, as a quick follow, would you, would you have a GM in Rochester as you were the GM for Wilkes-Barre? Yes, we will. Uh, you know, it'll be a situation where we look at things and obviously a time frame from our, you know, uh, of bringing in and making any changes to our staff will probably be more throughout the summer. Um, one, I want to evaluate the people that we have here within our organization. And then two, other people are working right now. and It's, it's, it's difficult to get on, uh, other people to come. But, yes, it will be certainly a goal, whether it's someone from our development staff, someone from uh, an assistant general manager, will clearly have the title of general manager in Rochester, and will work closely with that coach in there. Just like one of the biggest learning experiences for myself was working with coaches such as uh, you know, John Hines, and then now Clark, Mike Sullivan, Clark Donatelli down in Wilkes-Barre. Um, I think that strengthened the team down in Wilkes-Barre, but also strengthened uh, myself as an, an executive and will hopefully allow me to have success now in my role here. John, John Vogel with the Buffalo News. Congratulations. Yep. Thank you. You've been mentioned in hockey circles for some time now. What was it about this job at this time that made it the perfect fit? Well, I think you, uh, just like most players, you always think you're ready for the, and ready for the National Hockey League maybe even before you really are. Um, and I, I did feel I was ready. Uh, it was great in Pittsburgh. I, I joined the organization in 2007. We go to the finals in 08. We, go, we win the cup in 09. Wow, this is, this is easy. This is great. Um, but I, you know, I think what's happened in Pittsburgh, going through some difficulties, um, maybe not you know, going through injuries, going through coaching changes, going through a general manager change. They were all difficult situations. And as much as I look back on my time in Pittsburgh and the success we had um, preparing me for taking on this job, I think going through some of the, the failures was also going to allow me to uh, be better equipped for anything that comes in this job here now. Um, I think uh, you know, learning, I was a Ray Shiro guy. Ray Shiro brought me into the, the, the hockey world. Uh, I will always be indebted to him. Um, I, I still bounce a lot of things off of him, and he clearly is a, a true mentor to me. But um, with the change to Jim Rutherford, uh, it couldn't have gone sm more smoothly over the last three years. Uh, it was a scenario where uh, we had no relationship prior 
had a strong relation. We developed a strong relationship. He trusted what I was trying to do with the staff, trusted our staff. And because of that, I, I think I now took the best of from Ray Shiro as a general manager. I took the best of from Jim Rutherford as a manager. Um, look, I think you're going through the process of talking to some teams about general manager positions. You just get more confident about, about your scenario, about your position. Um, maybe interview a little bit better. And then also, too, we are certainly a league that follows success. And last year, or you probably could say two or three years ago, people were wondering, is the window closed in Pittsburgh? Have they passed on, on Malkin and Crosby at the time? I think now we had made some changes to our amateur staff, um, made some changes to our development model, and it takes time for those things to come to fruition. And now I think you're seeing, obviously, the success last year, the success of the team this year, and I think the window's now, you know, uh, been expanded there for numerous years here. So I think just because of the success of the team, then other, other teams look at it, and I think opportunities like this present themselves then. Okay. A few more guys. Jason, uh, over here again. Yep. And I, I also have a question for Terry, but I wanted to piggyback off of what John asked. Um, how, as much, how, how difficult was it to pry yourself loose from a Stanley Cup run in Pittsburgh? <laughs> look, it's, 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 uh, it's difficult. It's one thing. I'll just be honest. It's this is you put so many so many hours of driving down to Wilkesbury or going to different games, uh, junior games, and and going through difficulties that we did five or six years ago of not having success. Um, and last year with the run, it was fun. I'll be honest. And then being in game seven last night, it's stressful, but it was uh, it was fun watching some of those young players such as Jake Gensel or. Brian Rust, or you look at a player like Carter Rowney. Carter Rowney came to our organization in Wheeling, spent two full years in Wheeling, and then now he's helping our team out in, in, our, in Game 7 you know, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's difficult from that standpoint. But why you're doing all these things is to one day hopefully be an opportunity to be a general manager. And that's why, at the end of the day, it's difficult. I have great re relationships and friendships in Pittsburgh. I will be cheering for them, to, uh, so hopefully I can get another ring. Uh, but <laughs> I am 100% ecstatic about being here and being a part of this organization here right now, being back in, in Buffalo. So it's, uh, it's emotional, but I am, uh, it's, it, at the end of the day, it's not a decision at all. And, and for Terry, last time we saw you here, you spoke about how you wanted to bring in somebody who could instill character, discipline, structure, um, uh, and I'm missing one, but to this organization, what did you see in Jason that leads you to believe he's the person capable of instilling that? Uh, he's pretty much done everything you can do in hockey from being a player, like I said, uh, being in, involved in evaluating, drafting, developing, and then molding those players between two teams, the AHL and the NHL team. And that takes a lot of discipline and a lot of structure. And he's obviously worked with some good people uh, in the organization. He mentioned Ray Sherrill, Ray's a class act. But, uh, I mean, you can see he's well-prepared. He's, he's been through the wars uh, with the Pittsburgh organization. So, you know, it's, it, it just shows by his track record 
of what he's accomplished. Hey, Jason, Adam Benini again. Um, yep. You know, Jack Eichel, his name comes to mind, uh, and I know a lot of this will have to do with the coach you wind up hiring, but in, in terms of what your thoughts of where his game is at right now and what the key is to maybe reaching him and helping him achieve a, a higher level in his development and other players like him, that young elite talent these days in the NHL. No, Jack is a, an amazing player, and the, 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 from afar, I'm not going to say here that I, I know Jack from, from a personal standpoint, but I look forward to talking with him, just like a, numerous players on the team, and getting a feel for what really makes him tick. But for me, what is exciting about working with him is the drive that he has. You look at his track record in college and, and junior, and even from a simple thing right now that he's playing over at the World Championships, here's a player that's liking and wants to play, in April and May, those are the players we want in our organization. So um, it's going to be a situation where I think just from being in the league, staying healthy, uh, he, he's going to continue to escalate. Um, you realize it's, it's, it's sometimes I think a lot of us forget how young these players are. Uh, they come into the, the NHL now so polished. They have skating coaches at age 10. They have strength coaches at age 12. They have mental coaches at age 14. So they come so polished. But I still think there's so much room for development. And uh, uh, that's going to be a key from, from our, our, our head coach that we bring in and, and an entire coaching staff because it just can't be one guy fostering a relationship. Um, over an 82-game schedule, head coaches, assistant coaches, people have to find a way to interact with uh, our young players and continue their development there. But, uh, no, it's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about this job. You look around the National Hockey League, people... People are craving for centermen like O'Reilly and Eichel. And the fact that uh, we have them here, uh, it's a good feeling. Jenna Cottrell, uh, Fox Rochester. Um, you talk about the need for presence as well as um, development in Rochester, obviously. But the Amherst haven't made uh, advanced in the playoffs in over a decade. Is it also now going to be a priority to win? It, winning is a part of development. Uh, you look at... Uh, Here's a classic example. Uh, I was very proud of our team in Wilkes-Barre this year. Uh, I think we won, uh, we had the most points in the regular season in the American Hockey League. That was a huge accomplishment for that group because of all the injuries we had in Pittsburgh and how all these players came up to the National Hockey League and had success in the National Hockey League and allowed Pittsburgh still to get to the playoffs. Um, that's a huge accomplishment though, that that team continued to find a way and get to the playoffs. We had a, a very difficult five-game series uh, in the first round of Providence and in losing in the decisive game five. Um, it was a disappointment because I think part of development, as much as it was great playing in a difficult series against Providence and understanding the battle of the playoffs, part of development is also finding a way to win that series. And, uh, you know, it's a scenario here. If you want, just as we talked about battling for jobs at the National Hockey League level, you want players with track records of having success in playoffs uh, because we're not just trying to develop National Hockey League players. We're trying to have players have success in the playoffs up here in, in Buffalo. And that is exciting. If you look at the track record with a lot of players in Buffalo here right now, whether it's international hockey, uh, junior hockey, college hockey, they've had success in other areas. Now it's, it's providing them more resources, providing them a little more depth, players around them. Uh, I think once they get into that playoff run um, in April and in May, the competitive edges of those players will come through. Okay, last two, Paul. Who will be in charge of the coaching search, and will you both be involved? It will be a situation where I will certainly um, take the lead on it, go through. I, I do want to talk to a lot of different coaches out there. 
um, and, and get a good feel. You, it's very similar to interacting with our scouting staff here in the near future. You have some opinions from the outside, but until you actually get into an organization, see how a scouting staff interacted, or start to really get a view of an assistant coach or a coach and what they they can, it can always surprise you. So I certainly do want to talk to quite a few different candidates in that regards. Um, a classic example to me is Mike, Mike Sullivan. You know, when I first uh, interviewed him for the Wilkes-Barre job, I was thinking, you know, I had, I had an impression, just John Tortorella, that it was a little different. And what amazed me from Mike Sullivan and interacting with him, I didn't know. He'd, he'd been doing development for a year with the Chicago Blackhawks after he was let go in, in, in Vancouver. And his focus in on development and, and communication with the player really surprised me during the interview process. And uh, obviously he was a very successful hire for Wilkes-Barre that moved on to Pittsburgh. So um, it will be a situation where I would like to go through those candidates. Um, and then once we get down to whatever the finalists are, two or three or four different candidates feel very comfortable, um, certainly we'll be bringing uh, Terry and Kim involved with that process. Mike, last one. Jason, the, the season here ended with a dressing room that was going in a lot of different directions with players unhappy, with players unhappy with the coach. Now, certainly you might have a coaching search that might go on for a while, maybe yep. even after the cup final. In the immediate future here, what kind of things do you have in mind in terms of trying to build a culture for the team, talking to players? I mean, do you get on a plane and go to Cologne and talk to guys? Do you go talk to a Vander in Vancouver? I mean, how do you deal with building that whole culture of a team that clearly ended the season fractured and needs a lot of work in that area. Certainly. And, and yeah, there is going to be a bit of a delay process in creating that culture uh, until the fall. I think it's going to be important once you name a head coach for the coach to go out to the process of, and interacting with the, uh, the players too and just sort of make sure they know, especially some of the core players in our leadership group, sort of what the expectations are going to be come September. Um, but it is very difficult and these players are all over the world and really building something until they all get back here in September. From my standpoint, I certainly look forward to interacting with a lot of players. Some of them are here, obviously, this evening or today already. Uh, it's great that they're turning out in that regards. But I also want to get the interview. But I have some opinions on what happened here from afar, um, but it will be imperative that I talk to a lot, of this, a lot of the players on, hey, what are we doing well here? Let's continue that aspect. But what do we have to improve on? And just get a better feel from that perspective. Thanks, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.